What's up, players? Welcome to another special spoiler cast episode of Ready Press Play. We are typically your weekly source for everything that's new and exciting in the world of video games. We post every Friday on your favorite podcast service and we'll be discussing the top news of the week, notable releases on our platforms while we're playing big topics of the industry and the games we love. However, occasionally we do these interstitial kind of special episodes and uh, we often use them to do spoiler casts. We have been doing one spoiler cast a month where Louis and I both play a game throughout the month uh, together or separately. And then we get together to talk about about it. This game, this month's game is Brothers of Tale of Two Sons by Starbreeze Studios, published by 505 Games, released in 2013. So we're going to get into that in a minute. Remember, if you want to write anything to be read in the show, you can always go to readyplaynetwork.com or hit us up on Twitter at readypressplay. No matter where you found us, please subscribe to the feed so you can get every new show directly to your device as soon as it posts. And if you like it, please leave us a nice review. I'm your host, Daniel Lima, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Louis Mencheca. You know, Dan, we need a script for these spoiler casts. Uh, it's like those intros, you sort of just like do our normal intro, but then you sort of like figure it out as you go. Yes, I just always like wing it a little bit. But I have to say, I think I did a better job on this one than our average spoiler cast. Yes, I, yes, I did. usually just like stumble on myself a million times throughout it, but this, this ended up being an okay one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Louis, how, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm just... Uh... You know, just trying to like figure out with what's going on with me because like I feel like I'm sick, but I'm not sick, and it's like it's crazy, mm. man. Been on yeah. and off. Yeah, you know what? I've I've been kind of feeling that way. Like I haven't said I'm sick because I haven't been feeling like many of the symptoms that I would normally feel when I'm like legit sick. But I've definitely been having allergies and strong allergies yes. at least. Yeah, allergies. Um, like sometimes mm-hmm. I just feel sleepy, but I know I had like eight hours of sleep, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, but I, I never know, no fever, no nothing. It's nothing serious, but it's just yeah. like, I don't know. It's like I'm fighting something and I don't know what I'm fighting. But I've whatever. been waking up very bad. So I like, I've been waking up with like my stuffed nose and sometimes my throat hurts a little bit and I just feel off. And then throughout the day, I feel better. Usually like, you know, throughout the afternoon, I'm already okay. But like the mornings have been difficult for me recently and I've been getting good sleep. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with that. It. It does seem like it's just it's just the season, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the cold season. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, I I hope you start feeling better soon. I hope yeah, I start feeling most better definitely. soon. Definitely. Uh, we're finally doing it, Louis. We're finally getting together to talk about Brothers, the the game that started I recommend. Yeah, that started <laughs> it all. I I was one of my first uh, recommendations. I, I think it might have been the first. Was it the first ever sharing sharing the love in the show? No, uh, I was the very first ever. You sharing were the, the very love, first one. So but, it, was, it was my but first. You're, you, I think you, you're sharing the love got, like made me want to go out and play it, and so I did. And then when I told you I played it and beat the game, we were like, "Oh, we should do spoiler casts," and we we kind of like, sort of pen like tabled it and stuff. Like, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. get around to it, but then like we never actually got around to doing it. So it's like, I have uh, to say this- though. I'm almost kind of proud of ourselves for actually committing and doing it this month so that at least we can say that we did it within the year that we promised that we were going to yes. do it. Because I think it would have been much more embarrassing if it took like over a year <laughs> for us to do it. So at least at least we got to it at some point in uh, 2020 still this this uh, wonderful year that keeps uh, surprising us over and over again. It's uh, Joseph Fair, another Joseph Fair's joint with the uh, with the spoiler cast. That's so. true because we just did a way out uh, like two months cool. ago, basically. Yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. I think I might have been September. I think that's a funny thing to say too because it's interesting to go back to this game because I we can start with this. So Lewis played this game for the first time in the beginning of the year, but I played it for the first time. I want to say maybe within its first year. I don't think it was like the game had just come out, but it was it was not. 
like it was maybe at most a year old when I played it. And it was interesting to go back. And this was the first time I ever played it since uh, today, between yesterday and today. And see, now that we played A Way Out, how I feel like some of the things that Joseph Ferris tried to do with A Way Out, he was almost kind of planting the seeds in uh, in Brothers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's certain... The games are so different, but still there are certain moments in Brothers where I can almost see, like, a scene from A Way Out there. There are certain things that are almost kind of foreshadowing, like there's a scene with the boat in Brothers, and there's, like, a <laughs> similar thing in A Way Out and things like that. So I think it was kind of an interesting experience to go back and play it now that I've seen what he has done since. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. So let me ask you this. Um, did you, by the way, this game came out in 2013, which was the same year as the PS4 and the Xbox One dropping. So that's mm-hmm. interesting. It just came out just before, just before next gen, but you know, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, did you play this on the Xbox series X? Yes, I did. A good question. Okay. So I had a, let, go for it. uh, was this, is it, is it the, uh, is it a 360 build or an Xbox one build? I'm, Pretty sure it's an Xbox One build based on what the game looked like. Okay, all right. I, so I I played it on the PlayStation Three, and oh my god, just it's it it, it struggles. The the PlayStation Three struggles to to run. Really? The game. Yeah. Really. I had a lot of screen tearing. I had a lot of uh, skipped frames and stuff like that, where it's like my characters. Like, instead of, like, you know how, like, you would run and you would just have, like, an animation going from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. It's like, for, like, a quick stutter, like, I would, my character would be at point A and suddenly appear in point B instead of just running through. It would just sort of, like, skip some, skip ahead, but you can, you know, the game is still running. So, like, suddenly it resyncs to my TV kind of thing. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because, yeah, I played it on the PS3 back in the day. But this time, I wanted to play it on the Series X. I actually, I could swear this game was available on Game Pass, but then I, like, and I actually had it downloaded, but then this weird thing happened where I went to play it, and it said, you don't own this game. And then I was like, what? And then I, like, I pulled up, like, Game Pass, and then it wasn't there. So... It made so I ended up buying the game actually on the Series X because I was like I'm already here I don't want to go find my PS3 right now I'm just gonna play it on the Series X I love oh I love God. the game anyway so I don't mind buying it again it was it was cheap too it cost me five dollars because it was oh, on sale nice. yeah it happened to be on sale so I was like oh, whatever I'll just pay the five dollars for the convenience of just playing it on this wow. platform and, and then I'm, see what I'm it's like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we read an article and on like this is I may be a fake memory but I think I might have been the one that was covering it for that part of the show when I was doing uh, new releases. And I re- I remember reading out uh, the that Brothers was leaving Game Pass mm, or okay. something like that. But so it might have left it like literally in the time frame since I got the Series X until now because I was able to download it to the console through Game Pass without yeah. paying it, and then I just couldn't get in. And you wouldn't so have that, been able to download it if it wasn't on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it must have literally gone like get, gotten out of the the service during this these two weeks, which which kind of sucks, but. It's it's all right. So I I didn't mind buying it again. And then this was the remastered version of the game, I think, because the game I shouldn't say remastered. I don't know if it counts as remastered, but the game got re-released for PS4 and Xbox One and then also Mm -hmm. Switch. Uh, And then it it has some it had some like visual improvements, amongst other things. I was wondering whether co-op was going to be available on this version, but it didn't seem like it was. I think it's co-op... a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Mm, I see. Yeah, that 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 seems to be the case. That makes sense. Um. But the the game just looked very good, though, and ran very well. So I was happy to play it on the Series X for that reason. Obviously, they didn't fully redo the models of the game or anything like that. But just the the higher resolution. And it looks like they did stuff with, like, the lighting of the game. Like, the lighting just looks very good and, like, screen effects and stuff like that. So the game, there were moments of the game 
where it actually looked really stunning because they do have good like art direction. I, I I would say that the game has like pretty good art direction. I'm and... pretty sure the the Series X has auto HDR if you have it enabled mm. on your settings, so it will uh, you know fix some color issues and stuff like that, or or color correct a lot. That might be what it was because the game just looked really good. I was like, I was impressed. I was like, obviously this doesn't look like a like a modern game still, but it looks like a like a remaster. It looked like a remastered version of the game for Series X almost. Shout out, um, shout out to the water even on the PS3. It looks good. Yes, yes, um, yeah. The water looked very good. I thought a lot of the snow segments in the game looked really good, um, and a few other things. But yeah, so. Quick, you know, before we, I, I'm sure we, uh, you want to dive deep into the extra story of the game and, and more spoilers, but um, general thoughts, like, should people play this game? Why do you think about this game? How much do you like it? Oh, man, I, I, it's a really good game, um, especially if you, I'm, I'm going to assume that just if you play it on newer hardware, it's going to be a better experience. But even on old hardware, I think it still, it still holds up. I think it's a really good game. It's, it's, uh, it definitely um, hits you in the feels a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that the game is really well paced. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't, nothing wears out as welcome as far as like mechanics in the game. Uh, the mechanics come and go really just as quickly as they get introduced, just so that way things stay fresh and stay and just stay interesting. And um, it's a good, it's a good problem to have when a game leaves you wanting more. So I think that's yeah. the best way to, that's the best way to do it is just leave them wanting more instead of just, you know, running it. It's like, it's like a TV show that goes on too long kind of thing. It, that, that's mm -hmm. not a problem that this game has. So yes. Yeah, definitely. I love how fast uh, you're in and out of it. Originally, I played this game in one sitting. This time, just because of how my last few days were laid out, it was actually a little bit more spread out where I played it for about an hour last night. And then today I played it in like two different increments of like another hour. Um, So like I play like for an hour, like in the early afternoon and then another hour right before we recorded, started recording the podcast, actually. Um, But the game is really good, and it's it's really one of those games where games hit people differently, and I know that there's plenty of games out there that people have had uh, emotional connections with, they're just that have meant a lot to them, and then I play them, and I don't necessarily feel the same. When I found this game, it was such a random find where I didn't I didn't download this game and start playing it because I was like, oh yeah, this is like a game of the year contender or something, or... I had no expectations. I think I might have either gotten it either for free on PS Plus or with some deal or something. And I just almost somehow had it on my PS3. And I was like, I wonder what this is. Let me go check it out. And I just started playing it. And I was floored with what, like, you know, the game just grabbed me from the beginning. And despite, you know, the kind of difficult controls for, for people that are not used to maybe other games that have done something similar, which there's, there's very few, um, I... I just had such a good time with it, and I, I was, I thought the game was so wholesome uh, in a lot of different ways, and it just made me want to keep going and see what would happen. And you're right, nothing overstays its welcome. The game itself, you know, you're at, you're out of it by in like three hours or so. Um, there are some puzzles where you have to think a little bit of what you have to do, but you don't. At least I didn't really get stuck um, for a significant amount of time in this game in the first time or the second. And yeah, it's just a really good time. I think everybody should play it. This is one of the games that I've been I've been beating this drum for the last, you know, six years where I'm like, this is a game I think everybody should play. It does a lot of cool, unique things. And it's just a really special little experience that you can have in a sitting that 
you know, the, the, the commitment is so small for what you get out of it. And I, like I, I, I said too, I, at the time I played it, I was so surprised and I was so taken by the story that I did have like an emotional like reaction to it. Um, yes. and, 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 and we can get into that when we get into uh, full spoilers and et cetera. But yeah, that's it. A hundred percent shout out, shout out to a, a way out to, I think Joseph Ferris is like, he just sees things differently. Like he brothers was his first game. He's, he's originally a filmmaker. And I just think he kind of brings this weird, different insight into games. Um, that's very uniquely his. And I, I can't wait to see the other stuff that he's going to be putting out in the future as well. Yeah. We got that. He's got that teaser trailer for his next game and it's just like, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah so, I know. Uh, this one, this one's a little hard for me. Cause like I'm trying to, I like, I usually like to throw out scores and stuff like that. I know you don't, you tend, you, you tend not to and stuff, but like, I don't know where to put it as far as like somewhere between the eights, the nines and possible 10, you know, like I don't think it's a 10, at least not on the PS3. That's for sure. Just because of the chugging. But yeah. uh, but I'm pretty sure, like, if you play it on the Series X, and I'm, I don't think there's probably going to be any like any frame stuttering or any uh, uh, frame uh, screen tearing or anything like that. So um, I'm pretty sure there's no issues with loading and stuff like that. And I actually on my second playthrough, by the way, I had a situation where like uh, I never on my first playthrough back in the, earlier in the year, I didn't die. I well, I died at a certain part. I did not die at a certain part, but this time. In this playthrough, this you know for the for the spoiler cast, I died at at a, at a part, and my PS3 would not load the the checkpoint. It would get oh, stuck no. on a loading screen forever and ever, and like loop and loop, and it wouldn't bring me back. So I had to actually close out and quit out of the game on the PS3 just to bring it back up. But yeah, mm. but other than That's... that, I mean, uh, just just in general, like if you know technical issues notwithstanding, it's just it's a beautiful work of art. So uh, yeah. I I can't I can't recommend it any. Uh, anymore so ready for 100%. spoilers cool all right so if you don't want to hear any spoilers if you have not played the game please get out of here go get brothers a tale of two sons it's five dollars on the xbox right now and i'm sure you can get it on a lot of different platforms for cheap as well um definitely go check this out do not listen to the rest off the show if you have not played the game uh, that's we've, that's my advice at least yes. we've covered it in broke gamers guide it went on sale a couple of times i remember i remember yes. us shouting it out so so you've been warned, and then this is it. Spoiler alert. So uh, we can go into full spoilers now, Lewis, from this okay. point on. All right. What do you want to talk about? Okay. I feel like this game um, is is very – it's just very sad. Like um, yes. just from just from the, from the, from the, uh, from the word go, you know, you mm-hmm. just see your mom die and drown and everything. And that's – that hits very close to home for me because my own mom, she doesn't know how to swim, so she's afraid of the water. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was I was in in Cancun, we were uh, swimming through the cave, and my mom was panicking and stuff, and I had to help her and everything. So it's just like, ooh, you know. But yeah. uh, but just in just in general, like the all, all the characters, a lot of characters that you run into um, are just in like a very bad place, you know. Like mm-hmm. the there's a giant that you have to help reunite with his his wife, but the wife is hurt. There's a uh, a man who's about to hang himself. Yes. Um, and there's a bird that's trapped in a cage and is dying. And I mean, like, just mm-hmm. this this world is just filled with a lot of melancholy. So exactly, yeah, 
yeah every chapter every moment that you go through there's there's a level of sadness to it and it's interesting kind of the mood shifts that the game goes through because in some moments you feel so happy and lighthearted and then at some moments it gets dark and it gets sad and it's interesting i didn't remember the the suicide part like at all and i i was almost taken aback from it when i was playing it this time where i actually think that's a missable part of the game but it way. is it's not it is missable it, and this game is actually filled with little like you know, um, little moments and little interactable things that you can do that could, that could be missable because they're not required for progression. Um, it's not, there's no side quests or anything of the sort, but it's just little things, um, kind of like certain things that they had in a way out to. And it was, yeah, it, it was this time when I was playing it, I, I saw that situation and then I, you know, I saved the this man who's trying to uh, to hang himself and then if you look in the corner, you know, we talk about environmental storytelling as well. And this game actually does a good job with that, too. Um, you look in the corner, you can see two bodies and they're they're covered by like a sheet or something. Mm -hmm. um, so you can kind of interpret a story there. Like You oh, didn't, this man. Uh, you didn't um, get the achievement for that, for saving the man? So I saved him, but I didn't see the achievement okay. pop up. So I was, th so I was thinking I missed something. Yeah. You have to go around uh, to the back of the house. And uh -huh. you have to get a jukebox, like one of those like little like, you know, those old old timey wind me like crank the box kind of stuff. And then it plays like a little little melody kind of thing, you know? Yes. Uh, so it's like one of those like little girl like doll bo doll boxes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you get it, you bring you bring it to the man and he plays it and then he cries some more and then you bury the two bodies. Oh wow! I totally yeah. missed that. I almost yeah. want to go back and do that later. That's the achievement. Is the is you know is the jukebox thing and uh, interesting. And, and basically, yeah, it was. I guess his wife and child. I guess daughter, presumably daughter. Um, they died in the burning house. The house mm -hmm. burned down. Um, that's yeah. The wreckage that you sift through. So yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the game just has a lot of like you were saying, like a lot of moments like that, and and it's interesting, like. One of the things that I like, too, is that the game tells so much without saying anything because there's no um, there's no like legit like voice acting in the game. There's no written dialogue. It's all just gibberish. And I spent some time I was just watching the developer. Um, there's a Joseph Farah's developer commentary video um, on this game that you can watch through the game, at least through the Series X, X version. It's probably it's probably because of the PS4 and Xbox One stuff, because that's not yes. on the PS3. Yes, and uh, I was watching it. I watched like a few minutes of it before we uh, we started, and uh, he was talking about how it's it's kind of funny to uh, to listen to it because you know he's he's a very eccentric and interesting person, and 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 very much himself. You know, like he's not <laughs> he's not trying to play anybody else. He's just kind of being himself. But he's talking about how you know they had a small budget for this game, so a lot of their decisions were also based on the budget, like including the fact that they didn't they were not able to afford like legit voice acting or mocap or anything like that so actually he is the one that's mocapping a lot of the characters in the game and he's the one that's voicing a lot of the characters in the game too um and then he had like some other people from the team help so they didn't they didn't hire any professional actors for this game <laughs> uh, so that's one of the reasons he didn't say this one but i bet that uh, they didn't want to deal with localization either because that's a whole nother thing and then he based the dialogue. He uh, he speaks Arabic because it's from Lebanon. So the the dialogue is based in Arabic, but it's not a hundred percent. It's just like a it's like a gibberish version of it. Um, so people that speak Arabic can catch like some of the words that the characters say, but not too much. And the thing that I like so much about the lack of dialogue in the game is the fact that it makes it so universal, where 
you 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 just you're required to pay attention to the animations and the context and the environment and that's how you in the body language of the characters and all that stuff and that's how you get the story and anybody can do that regardless of which language they speak um and i just think it makes it it makes this game such a universal game like growing up in brazil and i i i couldn't speak like any english until like you know i started taking classes later on when i was a kid i couldn't play a game like final fantasy because i had they were not localized to portuguese at least not back then and i had no idea what was going on if it was all in english you know what i mean Mm. um so i always appreciate that this idea of like a game that's um universal in that way Hmm. yeah transit like it like it it uh, it's not to say translate. It kind of like breaks borders, kind of stuff. Uh, that's yes. interesting. That's a good one. Yeah, and another thing that Joseph Ferris talked about too, like going back to you said that like not one feature or mechanic overstays its welcome. Uh, he said that he n- doesn't like games when they get repetitive. So he really wanted brothers to be. He wanted each segment, each thing that you're doing, to be a unique thing, and that he didn't realize before that. That's not typically how games are made it's because it's really hard, you know, like yeah. that, like usually if you put work making a, a feature and making a mechanic, you usually want to get as much it, mile like, out of it. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. So like, like that was like something they biggest, had to learn. The biggest example of it for me is the rope. Whenever the two mm-hmm. the two brothers are tied to each other and you're swinging from place, like from each other kind of thing. That was a quick segment that was part of one chapter. And honestly, yes. like I wanted it to be more of the game. Like I wanted mm-hmm. that to come back, but uh, for me, that like, was really fun. For me, like there, like there was like the cool moment where like you're swinging and swinging and stuff, and like the the environment is sort of like falling falling uh, as you swing. It's like that cool little uncharted moments that we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. But like it's like I don't know, like it is. It's kind of like how Nintendo, how like they, Mario, like suddenly like he has like he Nintendo thinks of a mechanic where like Cap with Cappy or with Link turning into the like phasing into the wall painting or whatever and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then make a whole game out of it kind of thing it's like it's the opposite of that instead it's like yes. he's not they're not exploring it enough which i don't know if, that, if that's a good problem to have or not but you know it's a different approach to design but i think that's kind of it's one of the things that contributes to his games feeling quite different i think it's like i actually think that's very common in more like cinematic focused games like i think uncharted is kind of like that too um there's some of the things he said that the only things he wanted to have repeated throughout the game were the things that should have been repeated by design to nail certain points into the player's like interpretation of the game. So a good example is the fact that um, like when you have the big brother boost the little brother up mm-hmm. um, or certain things like that, that's repeated intentionally so that you create that association with the controls um, for what happens later on in the game. Um, yes. So do you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about the controls? Where do you want to go from here? All right, let's talk about the controls. Um, All right. So honestly, the only other game that I can think of that does anything like this, which I could be, I could be wrong, but I can only think of Nintendo Land, and I can only think of like uh, the Animal Crossing game where you're yes. controlling two characters with each, with each with each stick. And what's really interesting is like the 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 with Nintendo Land, the characters. If you if you have the your character on the left. Uh, he's the one on the left stick and the character on the right is the right stick. But if you run them towards each other and then suddenly they they run past each other 
and now the character on the right is on the left side and the character on the left side is on the right side, then the Wii U gamepad and everything, it switches over and you start taking control over the character on the left. So that mm. way your brain doesn't mess up kind of thing. And that's yes. one of the things that I constantly did uh, during my entire playthrough of bo both times is that I would position my uh, the brothers so that the older brother is not only to the left, but also slightly above him. So that way it was easier for me to like mentally drive both characters at the same time. I don't know yes. about you, but I always kept no. them. I always have to like realign and stuff like, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. And then I would like, sometimes the, bro the little brother would end up on the left side and I'd be like, no, swap, swap places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did that a few times, too. Um, it's always weird when you end up with them, like, in the opposite locations, and then you gotta, um, like, like if you could start controlling them that way, then it kind of tricks your brain. It, it makes everything weird, so you gotta, you almost gotta do that. And um, he even talked about on the on the commentary thing that I was watching how they, they actually programmed the camera so that the camera is always trying to make it so that, to help you in that situation, but... They couldn't have. They couldn't just lock the camera to to be constantly doing that because otherwise it would rotate too much. It would make people dizzy and etc. So it's like the camera will do slight adjustments um, to make it so that that's usually the case. But depending on if you simply like swap them, then they're going to be swapped. Um, and I I thought that was interesting too. But yes, I did do the same thing you did. And something I did is that in a few moments, if it was starting, if I was starting to get disoriented, I was I would sometimes focus on one at a time. Like, and there yeah. are a lot of instances where you can do that, where it's like, okay, well, it's hard to do these two actions at the same time. Let me just go and like pull the lever with this guy first and then go and go do the other thing with the other one later. Um, and then kind of alternate between the two as opposed to trying to do it at the same time. Um, and that worked out a little better for me in certain, in a lot of occasions. Um, but yeah, so the thing that's the most interesting about the controls though, is that they beat this association in your head throughout the game. Like your your right hand is a character your left hand is another character as you go on this adventure we didn't mention yet but the the brothers are going on this adventure to save their father they're looking for some kind of medicine that they can get from a tree somewhere you know it's very uh very much like a fable story um mm -hmm. and then they they they're going through all these uh, ups and downs trying to get there meeting new, different people along the way it's really it's, it's this uh two hour long journey uh and then when they're about to get there um the the big brother gets killed which is the one of the kind of the big sort of twist. i don't want to call it twist yeah it was it, a twist uh, yes yeah yes the big twist towards the end of the game um and the thing that's so interesting about that is that then that could have potentially been the ending right there maybe you see a cutscene or something and they end but they didn't end the game quite yet you still got another like i don't know like 10 minutes 50, yeah maybe like 15 or 10 minutes off gameplay after that and I actually think those 10 to 15 minutes are some of the highlight best parts of the game in a way, not, not from like a gameplay perspective necessarily, but just with what they were able to do and make you feel in those moments by the way that they built the controls. Now, if I, if I'm, if I'm saying nonsense here, feel free to interject, but I thought it was so interesting that you create this association with your right hand and your left hand. And then suddenly you don't have your left hand anymore. Like you don't like that, side of the controller for like the next few actions is totally useless you can't use it it doesn't do anything yeah and it's it realized oh, yes exactly it is dead and then you have to literally have the younger brother bury the older brother with your right hand with that side of the controls and that at least when i played it the first time it wasn't as strong when i played it the second time because i knew it was coming but that just hurts <laughs> you know what yes. i mean that just 
that moment really hurt when I when I played it, and that that's when I realized I was already feeling like the game was special. But that's when I realized, oh, this this game is really doing something here. Um, and then, what what did you feel about this whole thing? By the way, not gonna lie, I think I I think I got a little misty eyed. Um, <laughs> uh, like it was just like this. Um, I don't know. It it felt like it was a bad trade, you know. Like uh, mm. the dad, like would I would would the little brother been better off if his big brother was raising him, or I don't know. It just kind of seems like this was like a one of those situations where like. I, you know, how many more good years does that dad have anyways, you know? Right. I don't know. It just kind of, it just doesn't seem like, what it, could uh, could that water have saved the, the big brother instead of, like, mm-hmm. if he drank it or whatever? I don't know. But yeah, no, there was supposed to be, like, the tree of life. It's supposed, he was supposed to go out be collecting water from that tree of life. And, and also, by the way, it was totally the big brother's fault. You know, he, he, the yeah. little brother was totally warning him and be like, hey, hey, maybe we shouldn't be trusting her and stuff like that. Things are seeming a little sus. And he's like, no, it's yep. fine. He, it's fine. He was thinking, he was thinking with, uh, with the southern region of his body. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, I mean, that's kind of true. That's kind of how they set that up. And it's, yeah, it's so, it's tragic when you, when you think of it that way that like they, they went out to save their dad, but then, they end up having this this trade off instead. Obviously, that wasn't the intention, right? They didn't expect that they were going to die in the process. And you, as a player of the game, I feel like you also don't expect that as you're uh, playing through it. If anything, I thought that maybe their journey would have been useless, that they would not be able to save the dad or something. But I would never expect that one of them would die in the process. Um, and it just makes you feel for the for that character off the. I think it's funny they do have name. They don't officially have names in the credits. But if you pay attention to the gibber- gibberish dialogue, they do have names because they're constantly calling each other, like, Nai, I think, mm-hmm. for the Nai younger one. Nai is the younger brother, and Naya and is the older. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just really sad, like you said. And then and then the very ending of the game, you get to experience kind of the, the review of how the younger brother has either learned from the older brother or maybe he's getting his help from a supernatural way, I think it's like different ways that you can interpret it. When you reach this position where he has to swim and he's not typically able to swim, um, he has not been able to swim throughout the whole game. You've relied on having the older brother carrying him through the water throughout the whole game um, in different occasions. And then you go like, what now? And I remember playing the game the first time, getting to that point and being like, what now? I don't know what to do. And at some point, you almost like intuitively, like your hand, after like doing that for two hours, your hand almost intuitively want to press the left um, trigger because that's what you were doing earlier in other moments with the game. And then if you say, heck, let me just try it. And then you do it. Then he is actually able to swim. So it's like it's kind of this. I don't know. In in my mind, it was like a mind blowing moment of, uh, oh, shit. Now it's, it's no longer. Like, my right hand is this character, my left hand is this character. Now, they're acting in unison, and you're, you know what I mean? And you're controlling Naheen, but he's now able to do the things that he was not able to do earlier in the game. So, what what's your interpretation of that resolution to the journey? Um, I don't think it was a supernatural situation where it's like his brother's spirit was pushing him along because I think mm-hmm. it was like a situation where like he couldn't he couldn't go any further, like it like the wind wasn't allowing him right, and mm-hmm. so then that extra gust of strength that he got that's what I was thinking is that I feel mm-hmm. like the the interpretation is that his 
you know, the little brother became a badass. It's like, that's how I'm mm-hmm. interpreting it. He's no longer like the scared little boy, you know. He's now like sort of manning up as how I was reading the situation. Right. Because he has to, right? Yeah. Because he exactly. can't rely, like he can't rely on his other brother anymore. So he has to kind of men up in that sense and, and then and, and also it kind of like uh it also after he finished the swim he was at what wasn't there like a part where he was able to like instead of being boosted up he was able to just jump up himself and yes you know, be able to pull up yeah so yeah. i think he's just becoming his own person like the mm-hmm. the two like you know the two sides of the controller it's it's him becoming whole and even right. uh, like during the the end credits and stuff when he was with his dad and you could see like there was like a toughness to him like a soldiery you know, toughness to him that like, you know, that his character grew from that journey is how mm-hmm. I interpreted interpreted the uh, situation. No, I think that's a, that's a valid interpretation. And yeah, I, I took it because you can hear, you can hear the voices. Um, like you can hear the older brother's voice. And there are certain moments in this game where it seems like there's a little bit of a supernatural element to it yeah. with the mom and et cetera. Um, that I thought maybe this means that, uh, you know, his, uh, his his brother is like helping him, like pushing him through up uh, through the other side or something. Um, but it's kind of like a mix. In my interpretation of it, it's kind of like a mix of both. Um, but yeah, I, I I just thought it was a really cool thing, and I and I thought that the the way that they chose to do the controls, and I'm so glad that they stuck with this because I think despite the fact that they would be dinged for it, and that a lot of people would potentially drop the game because they wouldn't be able to wrap their minds around it, I feel like the the control choice is needed for them to be able to have that payoff in the way that they do it. Don't you think so? Yeah. Um, I think it was, um, it was all, all according to plan. <laughs> yes. No, yes. Um, no, I just think that, uh, I don't think there's going to be, I don't think there would have been another way for them to pull that off. I think that it, it resonates and it sticks with you more because of it, because of how, um, the game was conditioning you throughout the entire game through gameplay, basically. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, that's basic. I feel like we kind of covered it from like beginning to end. Are there any like moments or chapters or things that happen throughout that you would like to talk about or shout out or something? Well, there's two quick shout outs. Uh, number one, um, the uh, the the woman, the one that the spider lady. Yes. Um, so number one, like when she was, do you think that like you know the people were killing her because they knew she was a spider lady, or she was just some randomly selected like tribute to their gods or whatever? That's an interesting question. And I think, I don't know. I don't know because they were, I, I I don't believe that they were killing her because she, they knew she was the spider lady because they were ready to kill your two characters as well. Right. Like when yeah. you go into that scene and that was a point where I failed in the game actually, because I didn't remember what I had to do and I just kind of walked in and then they, um they, like they show them coming in to like kill, kill them. And then you reset um, so I guess that means that they were those, whatever that cult or was, they were ready to, uh, to kill anybody potentially that was outside their cult or that it was like trespassing into their territory or whatever. So I think not necessarily, I don't know, but that's an interesting way to look at it too. Hmm. Um, potentially. The, the other thing I wanted to uh, shout out was a second thing was I really liked the really cool moment where you're standing behind those ice people with a snowman type situation yes. and you're striking the poses. That was really cool. Really very cute. And that's when there's like a, a invisible giant like yeah. going through the environment. There's so many like cool little moments like that. And it's interesting how much they were actually able to cram into this short, <laughs> tight little game. Because when you think about it, there's like a lot of different moments. I really like this moment where you're going through the... It's like towards the end, but you're going through this 
battlefield of uh you know dad giants that oh, yeah. have just gone to war against each other or something and it makes you wonder what all happens in this world because you go to all these through all these different environments with different kinds of people and stories um you know you got in the beginning of your town it looks like they're all humans but then you you meet the trolls and it turns out that there's multiple of them and they have you know a mine underground and there's some kind of rivalry between different types of trolls because one of the trolls kidnaps the guy's wife and then Later, you know, you find the supernatural birds and the giants, and there's all these different kind of fairy tale creatures yeah. throughout this world, right? By the way, I, um, I want to name. I want to know the name of that bird. Is it? Like, I, don't, I don't. It's not a. It's not a griffin because a griffin has a lion head. But like I've seen, I feel like I've seen them before. But anyway, yeah, it was it was similar. It made me think of a griffin too. Yeah. Um, and but, uh, I like the. Uh, oh yeah, here's another moment that I like too. Is uh, the moment where you're into you're going through this forest and you're holding the torch and there's wolves around yeah um i just thought that was an interesting that's when they really set the mood differently in the game because leading up to that point it's there are set there are sad moments but it feels more or less lighthearted for the most part um i mean even helping the trolls and etc and then when you're going through that forest you pass by like there's a certain segment where there's three hanging people and i feel like oh, that's the yeah. first time where it goes like oh shit like that's this when shit is, got real yeah yeah like shit's about to get real this game's about to go dark and i think it was interesting how they kind of played with eased the mood like it. that yeah. like, i think felt like it was they eased you into it too by the way by the way that's yeah. the part i died like i my first playthrough i never died during the wolves mm-hmm. uh but this time for some reason i like i got like i pressed the trigger too late to wave my arm around or whatever and then mm-hmm. the wolf killed me and then i was stuck in that like uh that loading screen loop but yeah. Mm, By the see. way, uh, I just wanted to get, go back to Spider Lady really quick, and I just wanted to say one last thing that I think that I now that I remember is that they telegraphed that she was a she was Spider Lady. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a part oh. where like you're you're going through this um, uh, these, these buildings and stuff, and she's just leaping like a frog from like one end <laughs> to the other. Do you remember that? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I didn't so, even process that. Yeah, like so. One of the things is like yeah. So she clearly had there was something wrong but i remember like when i when i played the game and i was thinking of whenever that reveal happened or whatever and i was like oh of course that explains the leaping but in my in my uh my gamer brain uh when i first you know encountered that situation i was thinking of it more of as like oh it's just gameplay it's like um what do you call it yeah like oh it's just the game just you know, catching her up kind of thing, like, you know, che- yeah. cutting corners or cheating or whatever, but not realizing yeah. that it was all within, like, the story, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's cool. Yeah, it makes me think of, like, Toad in, in Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion 3, for instance, where he's just, just kind of teleporting around. You see that in games sometimes, so it's yeah. like, I didn't even think much of it, honestly. Um, exactly. But yeah, you're right. That, the that's signs were there. The signs were it's there. It's interesting to look at it that way. And uh, shout out to the game for having uh, pretty much no HUD. Because uh, I always like that. Oh, it's yeah. funny because I'm, I'm a there UI your, programmer. Right. There is your <laughs> um, Nice. And, and then um, also something that's interesting is that you've got all these interactable objects in the game where you can go to and interact with them. And if you interact with the little brother or with the older brother, they have a different uh, animation and a different reaction to the situation. And that's how you get a lot of their personalities while you play through the game and the also brother how... tends to be very like jovial about situations and the bigger brother tends to be yes. serious and stern yes exactly for instance you meet all these characters where 
the the older brother will usually like show the map like ask for information and then the little brother will go in and like either play with them or like try to uh, uh prank them or something right like there's the situation where he'll get grab the bucket and throw water at this guy's face to wake him up and it's just funny to see that but what I wanted to say actually is that I find it interesting that all these objects or people that you interact with or characters they're not really they don't have like a like a light on them or like they're not a different color or anything it's like it's really up to you to like te- go around testing it and figure out what you can interact with or not and I think that's interesting because like there's no you know like art click like click click the R3 or whatever and then everything like highlights like you know like you got the black and white pulse and then whatever you can interact with highlights it's all very much dependent on you knowing uh what to interact with and I I just think that's an interesting choice as well and it makes the game feel very it makes it feel very immersive at times it can be a little frustrating if you're if you're like not figuring out what to do um or if you you know you you miss something or I I missed uh, about half the the trophies by the way on the I missed, display. Through. I missed all the trophies. I only did the only trophy I got in my naturally during my playthrough, my first playthrough was the horn when the big brother blows mm. into the horn uh what the, after the the battlefield of all the dead giants. Yes. Um, I know what you're talking about. But the first trophy you get, the little brother or the, I think it was I think you have to do it with the little brother but whatever. The first trophy you get, you're you're the brother's being an asshole. He takes the basketball from the little girl and throws it down the well. That's so, that's so fucked up. Oh, no, that's the I second know, trophy, right? actually. The second trophy. Never mind. The first trophy is you're skipping rocks and stuff while the, while the dad is hurting in, on the, the wagon. Mm. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I almost want to go back and try to get some of the oh, the trophies that I missed. Or actually, achievements, because I, I was playing it on the Xbox. But nonetheless, I think those are the final like, shout-outs that I wanted to give. I just think it's a very cool, unique little game. Everybody should play it. Check it out. Really mm. good. One of my faves. One last shout-out. The, the gliding sequence. That oh was, yes, that was so cool. That was so awesome. That, that's a very cool one. I actually think they used that on advertising for the game a lot. Ah. Um, I think I went back and I've seen like a like a a trailer. Well, actually, yeah, like a trailer or something, and they they had that sequence as one of the main. Yeah, because it, it just looks really cool. You're it's right. It's beautiful and everything. Yeah, and they're like, and that's one of the like more of the, like since the game is so sad, it's one of the, like the high points where like uh, the car- the brothers are like kind of like enjoying the ride kind of thing, and they're like, oh wow. And then, uh, but just before that, but just before that flying sequence, there's an, atro- atro- an achievement that you can get if you look through the telescope and you can see two birds falling in love, and it's like a lovebird trophy. If you oh, I missed that one. If you I did... uh, if you release a bird early on in the game, like there's a bird in the cage, uh-huh. you let it go and you let it fly, and then at that part where you look through the telescope, you can see that exact same bird that you let go and set free, and then he fall, and then he kind of sort of does like this little mating ritual with another bird there, and then they just fly away together. Oh, that's so cool. I did free the bird and I got to the telescope and I thought there's probably an achievement here and I looked around and I didn't see anything, so I left. Oh. So I, I just I just missed it. You should have looked for you should have saw the bird. If you see the bird, boom, you get the achievement by looking at him and then the, there. Oh, anyways. Man. Yeah. Uh, I gotta go back. After, <laughs> I think after you beat it you can go and play specific chapters. Yes, so you can. I might I might do that just to try to clean up the achievements. Yeah, so if you get the if you go back, you go back to the part where you re, uh, like release the bird, you can just get to the next checkpoint and then skip to the chapter select and go to chapter four, which is the where the the bird is at and the the glider's at. So but yeah, I think uh I think that's a good place to to to, to wrap here because I can't think of any other shout outs unless you can think of no, any others. That's good. Great game. Check it out. Yes, uh, I w- this is the part where I should put like the check it out theme song or like <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, do the do our ending. Oh, okay, all right.
It is time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for another special spoiler cast episode of Ready Press Play. Remember, you can reach the podcast at readyplaynetwork.com or simply at Ready Press Play on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at the Dan Lima and Lewis at Chocolaka88. That's right. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, tell your friends about the show, and all that good stuff. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>